Blog Talk Radio. and liberating things for me and I think why this thing came to fruition uh, you know I made a big deal that this stayed quiet you know and, and you know first of all you know what I was doing I was um, you know part of the rumors are things fly out of that building and so I wanted to see could I trust this building Cause the player gotta have more I put a blunt down the middle like Frank Go I 
quarterback, don't feel like Kaepernick. And take a poodle out the game like Alex Smith. Red and gold, that's the color of the realest. Staying on my toes, call me Patrick Willis. We back up in it, cause my team winning. I'm the comeback kid, all I need is one minute. We winning like the 80s, it's a Super Bowl city. Finna take another ring home, Super Bowl City. Ain't nobody fucking with us.
Okay, here we go. So, as I'm sure everybody knows by now, Niners lost a heartbreaker 16 to 13 on Saturday evening. Uh, what's up with us in losing last second games in the preseason? But um, the third string quarterbacks. But um, obviously, the big controversy coming out of the game is the two. I don't know what they're exactly calling it, illegal use of a helmet or throwing your helmet, leading with your helmet, but basically those calls that one was on, I want to say P to T, and one was on Rohim Oster. And both of them are ridiculous. I don't understand how it is possible especially on a bull rush with the one that happened on, for lack of a better word, I'll just go ahead and say P to T. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm confused on, you know, when you, when you lead with a, if you're doing a bull rush, you're leading with your head. But, you know, uh, if you go to KBR.com, I know that they have the interview that Matt Mayoko and um, Larry Cougar did with, um, Charles Haley, and he kind of explains what defensive linemen need to do. I mean, it was kind of hard to follow along with him. Seemed kind of, you know, scattered, but um, still, it's always worth hearing the Hall of Famer speak. I think we all agree we're straight nine or history was giving um, the Cry Girls Charles Haley. But also, one of the main things to come out of there was was, was a couple injuries. Now, none is season-ending, so that's good news. Um, Eric Magnuson is out. Six, expected to be out six to eight weeks. Joe Williams has a rib fracture and will be out at least until week one. I think we can say goodbye to Joe Williams as a Niner. I think he, I think his career is pretty much finished. I don't see him doing enough to make the roster for what he did so far in the preseason. I think Aldrich Morrison Alfred Morrison will be taking Joe Williams' spot on the 53-man roster this year. Uh, C.J. Beathard has a foot strain and will be slowed down this week, but will re-evaluated tomorrow. And then also Kyle Shanahan in his uh, day-after game press um, conference call with the Bay Area media. Which unfortunately your boy's not a part of yet. Um, this is, uh, excuse me, this is what he said that uh, as far as players that were returning back to practice or that were injured before. Richard Sherman is expected to return to practice on Tuesday. Eric Armstead is expected to return to individual drills on Tuesday at Malcolm Smith. Expected to return to individual drills this week. Kwan Williams expected to return to individual drills. Solomon Thomas is still in concussion protocol. Will be re-evaluated Tuesday. Same with Gary Gilliam. Max McCaffrey with his foot is still dealing with the foot issue. Will be re-evaluated Tuesday. Matt Breida will be out later in preseason. Jared McKinnon, same thing. George Kittle is expected to return by week one. And Marcel Harris will be out the remainder of the preseason. That George Kittle one's kind of weird. Like, all of a sudden, it's, oh, well, we expect him to be back week one. But, like, before, it was like, it seemed like it was a no-doubt too. Now, they're trying to say it might be up in the air. And that's not good. That's not good at all. So, hopefully, we can hope for the best. Uh, also, 
So I want to start the show out positive because I'm in a positive mood, and there's a a certain somebody who I'm pretty sure is listening right now that's a very dear friend of mine, and um, she is, is, is trying to teach me to be positive, and she's all about positive energy and, and things like that. She's actually quite hippie-ish, but that's in a good way, not a bad way at all, though. Very good way. So I'm going to start off the show positive. And so we're going to start off with Jimmy G. Cool. Jimmy G. Cool in the starting offense, we're pretty much only good things to really kind of take away from Saturday's game. Uh, they were 5-6 of six on third downs. The only one that they missed was the one on the opening drive that um, led to them going to forward on fourth down. And they played two series. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said it was really hard for him not to bring them out for the fourth series because he didn't feel that they performed all that great. He felt that they got lucky on some things. You know, things weren't always the best. And he really felt he would stay away with two scores, but well, they kind of just wants to let the ball hit off his hands. So there's consequences to that, bro. Most likely or not, it's going to get picked off. But, yeah, he was the only blemish. He completed 10 of 12 passes for 136 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. So, Barkey's Goodwin finished with three receptions for 61 yards. And I know he targeted Pierre Gasson twice, and I believe Pierre only had one of his two targets that were caught. Uh, it didn't say it in the, in the game notes. I, have it. I guess they're not really to keeping the most in-depth game notes for the preseason. So you'll have to excuse if some of these notes are incomplete. The uh, defense, we started off positive, so we're going to go negative right now. The starting defense, I mean, that was two weeks in a row that essentially a starting offense marched down the field with us with very little re- resistance. That's, that's a lack of concern. Also, one of the main things coming out of the game, is lack of pass rush. I believe it was three quarterback hits or pressures and like zero sacks. Not like like there was zero sacks. I mean those the the two interceptions that or the one interception, I'm sorry, that we got was you know it it wasn't because of pressure. Darius Moore essentially dived, took the ball up, and Mosley was able to catch it and almost had a pick six. If Greg Maven throws a better block, I mean, it would have came back on penalty because there was a penalty after the interception. I, I believe it was a, a legal block in the back, but, yeah, he could have had a pick six on that. Speaking of penalties, let's just go ahead and say it for what it is. Fifteen penalties is unacceptable. I mean, a couple of those, yeah, I'm, I'm going to admit our bullshit. That's why Shanahan phrased it the way that he did when he said that some of them you could do things about, some of them you can't. I think that's his way of saying, look, you know, you can't control if the breath makes a bad call. But you can control, you know, if, if, if you're doing things wrong. So, yeah, uh, 15 penalties for, I believe it was like 140 yards. That's unacceptable. We we need to definitely do better than that. Uh, Weston Bird basically essentially getting two, two 25-yard penalties. Or, uh, two penalties for 25 yards. Um. 
course, everybody and their mama wants to message me right now. Um, that's okay. That's you. Um, but yeah, that was just bad. I mean, essentially, the penalties on one play. That 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 was not. I mean, okay. What's up with Bruce Ellington? I believe it was yeah, four four passes for fifty yards and a touchdown. Like the dude, like the nigga doesn't even like have four catches for fifty yards and a touchdown in his whole minor career. I mean, he had more than that. I'm just being sarcastic. But all of a sudden he plays against us and he wants to have that like one drive. Yeah. That that's you could tell he was motivated. Too bad he couldn't be motivated for us like that. We're getting positive feedback on the show, but my reception is going all haywire. Oh, well. Um, yeah, the boss blocking was another concern. This week, I mean, we only averaged 3.1 yards per carry. Jerry McNichols went all. Now running backs. Hey, people need to stop yawning around here because it's causing me to yawn. Jerry McNichols led all 49er ball carriers with 28 yards on 10 carries. I mean, that's, that's, that's bad. That is not good at all. Uh, yeah, and San Francisco's defense just mustered three quarterback hits and zero sacks. I already read the injury report. Beathard wasn't particularly sharp. Second-year quarterback was 10 of 17 for 82 yards. Yeah, I think that – so the big subject is basically people saying Mullins over Beathard. I think we need to slow down on that. I realize that Mullins is going against third stringers, and so he's playing against a lot of people who are going to be driving for UPS in a month, month and a half. So, uh, so I was saying. But be cautious on heaping all plays. Not plays, sorry, praise. So we got a text message in from the five five nine. What's up, five five nine? How did Dante Pettis look? How do you think Dante Pettis looked? I thought he had possibly his worst game, although that's not saying much considering this is only his second game. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree that he played far better against the Cardinals than he did yesterday against the Texans. Um, now, anytime you've got a rookie. you know, playing, you're going to have your ups and downs. So I'm not saying that he's – I wasn't ready to say that he's a number one receiver. He's the next coming Jerry Rice next week, last week. So I'm not going to sit there and say he's a total flop and Kyle Shanahan doesn't know what he's talking about after this week. I think he's consistently, like, you know, every week he, he's somewhere in between. And I believe Dante Pettis will have a role, a semi-significant role, with the Niners this year. I think that, especially if the the season starts to derail, I think that our team and quote-unquote starters, week 17, are going to look a little bit different than our starters. Well, beginning of the year, the stars are going to be different than at the end of the year. Okay, my phone's messing up. Oh, bro. Okay, anyway. So, 
I, to basically answer your question, five five nine. I think he he did have his worst game. He played, I guess, better the cry goes here. So next week would be more curious with me. I'm curious because I think next week will tell you what the Niners think of him. I think if you see them rotated a lot in the JT cool, I think that they're you know they're they're obviously trying to build something be a big part of the offense this year. If you see him mostly return punts or running out on the field, then I always say it's time to hit the panic button and call him a bust, but I don't think he'll be a bust. He showed up too much in practice to be a bust. But I think that It'll say that he's not quite ready for the type of role that people are. I mean, people about him being essentially taking Pierre Garçon's um, three-man roster. So I, I definitely believe it's what I'm on that. Joshua Garnett made his preseason debut. It's the one string of second drive of the game. Really pretty much down until like, let's say, halfway through the third quarter, maybe the first drive into the third quarter. And then Joshua Cooper, yeah, the game in the third quarter is when Jonathan Cooper joined. So that's good to see. Javarius Moore. And DJ Reed each showed well against the Texans. Moore made tackles on kickoff coverage and followed it quickly by running. Later in the second half, Moore, Moore dove to break up a pass and Daniel Mosley's diving interception. Rohim, or Reed's top moment was a 45 yard kick return. He gave it to 49 <sighs> Yep. The defense got a second takeaway courtesy of DJ Dunn. DJ Jones is balled out. Bro, Mitchell Prince in as a starter going into the season. But the more I watch DJ Jones play, the more I'm convinced it can easily be him. Let me make sure we don't have a okay. I didn't even keep him waiting. I told him 3.30, so yeah, okay, we're still good. I told him 3.30, so we're perfect. Yes, I just heard, like, the cat when I said perfect. Yeah, cool. She's not on yet, so. Uh, so, DJ Jones was balling out. I, I think he's... <laughs> Players on, he might push Earl Mitchell for the the starting most tackle hole, especially considering that it's basically only on on rundowns to the most tackles in the game. Because obvious pass rushing downs, we're gonna have to force Buckner and Solomon Thomas. Coming from the inside, or Sheldon Day. I mean, we're gonna have some packages. So that's that's an interesting thing. I think when plus a lot of these contracts with next year and the year after, a lot of these veteran contracts, that's where they really become expensive, and you're gonna see probably a lot of these veterans cut because the way the team set up the contracts is the hope was by the time that these contracts got too much where it didn't make sense for the team to keep these players, players were going to be here to develop, uh, they already developed and they were ready to take their place. So, it would not stop me this year or definitely by next year that you're going to see a real competition of the nose guard between DJ, uh, DJ Jones and uh, Earl Mitchell. 
Fred Warner, I'm I'm not gonna give him props on uh, the fumble recovery because it's like it, it happened right to you, bro. Like you didn't have to make an extraordinary play to get that fumble recovery. I was kind of disappointed in this game. I thought I'd see him running around the field making plays more, and he'd have more of an impact in the game than he did. But he did play most of the second and third quarters with five tackles. So, maybe he wasn't noticeable because he didn't make the splash plays. Oh, I think we have the man right now. Let me go ahead and play one more song, see if that's him. And then if it is, go ahead and bring him on. Give me one second. Play this song. Yeah, this one right here.
right, y'all. Thank y'all so much for that, for sticking with your boy. Oh. Um, so on the line, we got my boy Niner Nate, San Francisco, San Francisco native. I can't speak today. Let me just, you know what? Let me just go ahead and shut up and bring Nate on. What's up, bro? How you doing today? Uh, I'm good, man. Just walking around the mall at Tamperan, man. You know, just chilling, chilling, just hanging around, talking to you, baby. That's what that's what we like to do. That's what I like to hear. So, um, San Francisco native. Uh, obviously, I'm I'm assuming you've been a Niner fan your whole life, a whole nine yards. Yes, sir. So we have never had an actual San Francisco native on Niner Faithful Radio. So I, I personally, from you and me talking on the couple times we've met, I know how you feel about it. But why don't you give my listeners, before we get into your Facebook group, why don't you give my uh, listeners the viewpoint of the San Francisco feeling of the Niners moving to Santa Clara? Oh, man. Everybody hates the move, man. They don't like it. A lot of people from San Francisco, a lot of natives don't even really come out to the games. Uh, to support the 49ers, just with that move to Santa Clara. So my whole thing is that, you know, I was thinking probably like the next 12 to 15 months, I was thinking about running for mayor because I know that um, London's mayor right now, she won that about a month ago. So I'm looking um, probably to run for mayor, get the support from all the Niner Empire folks, all my folks to help me out to run for mayor so we can move uh, the 49ers back into San Francisco, man. We need that. We need that excitement, man. Santa Clara, ain't no, really no good delivery in uh, Santa Clara, you feel me? So, you know, it's cool. I mean, we got Jimmy G, we got this, and then, you know, the 49ers have a big rent problem with uh, the city of Santa Clara. They can't afford to pay the rent. I don't know if you heard about that, though, TJ. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, – that's, and see, the the biggest thing is what I don't think people understand the issues that the Niners have been having with the city of Santa Clara is that is the city the mayor when it was all decided that the Niners would move to Santa Clara and all this the the mayor was very pro stadium very pro bringing the Niners to Santa Clara the mayor that the city of Santa Clara has now is very anti stadium very right, we don't right, want right. the Niners here and see the problem I have is because you know I'm from San Jose. I grew up and you know, born and raised in San Jose and everything. So it's been my dream to see the Niners essentially play right down the the street from where I grew up. I mean, maybe maybe a couple miles. So, but you know, being from here, I think the two main issues I have with Levi's is one is essentially you you put Levi's right in the slab of of, of basically essentially an industrial business area. You know, at least Candlestick Park, yeah, it was hell to get to and huh? hell to get out of. But, you know, you didn't have to worry about your Monday, you know, Monday traffic. Right, And right, right, right. N- number two, I do feel that, you know, I, I have gone to games at Candlestick. I, I never – I've been to uh, Kizar Stadium, but I, I never went to games there. Um, okay. Candlestick had a different vibe. You know, you would sit next to people – and these people would be season ticket holders for like 50 years. You know, you, right, you right, would right. meet somebody who, whose grandparents owned season tickets and, you know, shit like that. And we, we don't have that feeling at Candlestick. Like you're look, or at Levi's. You're looking around kind of like, bro, like, really? Like, you, you, I'm not meaning this in any type of racist way or anything, but like, bro, you've been in the country 20 minutes. How the hell can you really be that big of a fan? Like, you haven't right, even right, been in the right. country long enough to to last one football season. So, um, yeah, it was just, I thought it would be very interesting to get a native. I, I feel the same thing. Matter of fact, I do not know one person that is not from San Jose that is a season, that was a season ticket holder at Candlestick that made the transition to Levi's. I don't know one. I know people that are from here that made the transition, but I don't oh, yeah, know anybody from San Francisco. You know, it's close to, yeah, it's a San Jose. I mean, yeah. That's a great move for you guys, you know. I mean, that's cool, but you know, San Francisco, they need to keep everything San Francisco. You see the Warriors making the transition, moving um, yeah. the Warriors from Oakland to San Francisco because they're originally from San Francisco, but originally from Philadelphia. But, you know, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. so that's what I feel about San Francisco. 
It's like we need to get our we need to get the Niners back back into San Francisco. Yeah, that was definitely. I, I would say that the transition from from Candlestick to Levi's has, has not definitely been a smooth one. But okay, uh, tons of people have been hitting me up and everything like that. They know about the forty fucking hat. How did oh, yeah. all that become about, bro? Uh, how did you got to tell the story about how those came about? Because those hats are fucking sick, like for real, bro. Those those hats are dope. <laughs> well, you know, originally Joe Montana was wearing that T-shirt that had the forty fucking yeah. niners when they were booboo before they won the Super Bowl. So you know, me and my boy were just like, you know what, man, we got to print out some hats, some shirts. So we're just like, fuck it, let's take a gamble. Let's print out some, um, you know, some caps. So after we did the caps, and then shit just took off like wildfire, you know. So and then everybody's buying the fuck out of them all, all in all the different Forty uh, er groups. So you know I'm getting hit up almost every day from them, just making a bunch of online sales. Um. So yeah, matter of fact, I just literally as you were saying that, bro, I had somebody hit me up like, where can we get those hats? I want to order some hats. So. Where exactly can my listeners cop these hats at? Plus all the the, 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 I, the one I really like personally, me myself, is the 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 one that y'all just coming out with that says Forty Nine ers across the, the the front, but not the white one, the red one is the one I personally right. like. Oh, but yeah, I, I yeah. just we're gonna do, we're gonna we're gonna do those hats in red, red hats with the uh, the gold print on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are the one I, I'm. I'm a cop me one of those, brother. I, I like the old school. Oh, gotcha. That's like the very old school Niners. Not. A, a, I mean, I'm a. I'm a '80s baby, a '90s kid. So when right, I think right. of the Niners, that's 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 what I that's what I think of, bro. Like to me, that's that's the Niners to me. That's that's my childhood right there. So where oh, can yeah, these definitely. people get a hold of this merchandise? Oh man, they could get a hold of me through Facebook under Nate Payne. You know, or they can get a hold of me on uh, TNT, the Niner team group. You know, jo- join that group, and then you'll see us interact, talking about 49er stuff, some of merchandise, you know, some of those hats, you know, T-shirts, everything. Rings, uh, bling-bling necklaces, everything. Yeah, I, 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 we, we, I see you doing big things, but that's why I, I came out and I uh, – when I met you at the 408 barbecue and everything, I remember y'all had your little booth with the hats and the, the everything and set up. And I was like, yeah. I was, that's one thing I definitely respect, bro, is I respect people who are out here hustling. And, you know, y'all right, ain't out right. here selling dope. Y'all ain't out here robbing people. Y'all out here pushing Niner gear. Ain't nothing wrong right, with that, right. bro. I, I, well, if you're going to yeah, go ahead and spend... Trouble, though, for sure. Exactly, exactly, bro. We need brothers, you know... Out and not inside, you know. We we can't take over the world like we're supposed to if we're in if we're inside. So most definitely love love the hustle, love the ambition. If you're gonna go ahead and and please my listeners to everybody listening to the show, if you're gonna spend forty dollars or thirty dollars on a hat when you go to Levi Stadium or wherever you get your hats, man, support a, a, a man like my boy Nate, who you know not only is it cheaper, but you're helping somebody. I mean. Nike doesn't need your $30. This man is trying to make a living. You know, this man is, he's not Phil Knight. He's not a millionaire. He's out here trying to hustle. So please, you know, y'all come support him. Um, The 40 fucking Niner hats, what did you say, bro? We're we're 35? 35, uh, five or six for shipping, depending on where they're going. Or you got international shipping that's about 16. So I get a lot of uh, people ordering hats from Australia, Mexico, Canada. Uh, France, Germany. I mean, dude, it's crazy. Wow, that was, that's real big things, real big things. Yeah, yeah man. And, so, and, I can't believe how see, crazy it, it's Right? And see, you and me, we're both from the Bay, right? You're from Frisco, you know, I'm from San Jose. So when we were growing up, I mean, we're, we're probably about the same age. I'm 32, so we're probably about the same age. When we were growing up, it was just Niners ran the Bay. I mean, everybody know, that's from oh, here knows all day, that. All, all teams, Niners, all all teams day, created equal. All, all things created equal. Obviously, like, the Warriors are really popping right now. But all yeah. things created equal. Yeah. All things created yeah. equal. Niners, Niners run the Bay. But to talk to a person 
from Germany that sits there and says, yeah, I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to listen to every night, watch every Niners game, and I'm going nuts at 4 o'clock in the morning. I mean, this Niner empire thing is, is really worldwide, bro. It's oh, it's kind of yeah, shocking. Man, yeah. It's definitely probably one of the most awesome things that I've ever seen that nobody, like you and me, we're from the Bay, bro, so we have reasons to love this football team, especially you. That's your hometown right. team. But, I mean, somebody from New Zealand or, or Australia has no reason to love the Niners, but to, to, to see that, that there are people planting the empire flag all over the world, yeah, man, yeah, that warms my heart. Bananas, man. man, I had no idea until I, you know, went down to the Super Bowl in New Orleans back in 2012 when uh, we were playing against the Ravens and, and you know, got fucked yeah. up by the refs. But, man, I just met so many people from around the world, even at Levi's. You know, you come out there, you meet so many people, even in a candlestick. You know, wherever, man, and you go online, you meet so many people from around the world, man, that are diehard Niners, bro. I met this dude, uh, t- uh, Coach Tim. Coach Tim uh, listens to every show. Big shout-out, Coach Tim. Thank you so much. He's from, uh, I believe, Cal- I'm sorry, Coach, if I mess this up, but I believe he's from Calgary. This dude's okay. from Calgary, Canada. The middle of right. Hockey Central, you know, and he's like, yeah, I'm the biggest Niner fan you'll ever meet. Like, showed me pictures of his house all decked out in red and gold. And I was like, wow, bro, that's that's crazy. Yeah. It, it, it's definitely so dope. So, um, thanks so much for coming on today, Nate. I, I will go ahead and I will personally share the, the group to my Niner Faithful radio page so that people can find the group. And um, we're going to push some of these hats out, brother. All right, cool, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, man, for having me, man. You know, no, like I told you, I really appreciate it, not just yourself, but every every group that lets me share my blogs, lets me share my my radio show. I mean, y'all could have easily blocked me. Y'all could have easily been like, man, we don't even know who this is. But y'all went ahead and showed me love. I, it would be rude of me not to give back the love. Anytime you want to come on, brother, you're more than welcome. Yeah, all right, great. Yeah, Sounds good. Maybe in the all middle right. of the season, man, when I'm traveling to all these different away games, man, I'll give the lowdown and everything. Oh. So it's going to be exciting. Yeah, bro, we would love to have you check in from away games, bro. That would be so dope, bro. I, oh, I greatly man, look forward man. to it. Keep me posted. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. And then, um, obviously, we'll see you out at Empire Row this year as well. Oh, hell yeah. Empire Row's going to be lit, man, over there at uh, Row 20 of Blue Lot, man. You know, shout out to Abel and Angel and Lisa, man, you know. Those yep. are the folks right there, Empire Row, man. And, uh, you know, definitely show some love to Niner Empire and Greenlight, you know. With, uh, most Joe, definitely, Joe most Leonardo definitely. Cash, you know. Yeah, showing some Niner Empire love, man, to the folks. All day. All right, Nate, we really appreciate you, bro. All right, cool, cool. 415, we out, baby. Go Niners. Oh, I did not hope I didn't hang up on my last caller. That would have been all bad. Um, the 209, I think I might have accidentally hung up on you. Um, please call back. I did not mean to hang up on you. Wow, I feel kind of embarrassed about that one. We got a couple text messages. My phone was blowing up. Oh, right, yeah, we got 650 saying big shot, big ups. Oh, false statements. Faithful Travels. Been a season ticket over from Kansas now owns sleeves at Levi's. Cardinal McKinney. I hope you're not related to me. That's my last name is McKinney. We're going to have to find out if we're related. Big ups to Nate Payne and TNT. Thank you so much for texting in, brother. Um, Niner, bro, we really appreciate it from the 650. Okay, we got that call from the Niners coming right on. Hello? John, Niner Faithful Hello. Radio, how you doing? All good. It's me, uh, Brandon. Oh, what's up, Brandon? How you doing? Uh, he, I'm hanging in there. Are you, my friend? Hey, every day I wake up a five-time champion. It's a blessed day, brother. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I was uh, – I'm glad to be on, my friend. And uh, what I wanted to say uh, is I think the 49ers should – Signed Des Bryant to a four or five year deal, and I I don't know if you agree or not, 
And um, and also, I don't know if you agree or disagree. I think probably the Niners should have kept Carl Hyde. See, I to touch on the Brez, uh, Des Bryant thing right now is that I know that uh-huh. a lot of people want Des Bryant. A lot of people want that sexy name. But what I yeah. think that a lot of people are overlooking is, look, I, I'm not going to lie. That would Des Bryant be an improvement over Pierre Gasson? Most definitely. Uh, I would right. say a different type of receiver. They're, they're two different type of receivers. But to me, I don't think we're ever going to get that free agent sexy wide receiver because I think that Kyle Shanahan looks for a very particular trait. Like, right. for example, you look at Trent Taylor. Trent Taylor is very small. He didn't, you know, run a, a blazing fast 40. He didn't jump out at any type of measurable. But the one thing he had is quickness, short mm-hmm. area quickness to get off the line. That's something that Kyle Shanahan values. Right. So for the Niners to get Des Bryant, I think there would have to be an injury. I think there would have right. to be a, um, a significant injury. Now, as far as Carlos Hyde is concerned, I think if Carlos Hyde would have came for the right type of money, yeah, I, I would have, I would, I would have definitely said that. Now, the thing is, is Jarek McKinnon to me is he? He's not a run between the tackles. Your, your, as Larry Kruger said today on KBR. He's not your right. you're up by 10, four minutes left, let's grind the clock type of running back. So right. that's where I think you're correct in the Niners should have kept Carlos Hyde if for the right amount of money, of course. Uh, I'm not paying Carlos Hyde starter money. To me, Carlos mm. Hyde is not what Kyle Shanahan wants. Kyle Shanahan wants from his running back somebody that can take right. it to the house every single snap. Anytime that they touch – and that's not Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde is your ground and pound. You know, he, he has the ability to break a, a, a you know, 60-yard, as we saw against the Seahawks last year. He has your ability to break a 60-yarder, but he doesn't. he's not a home run hitter. So, if Carlos Hyde would have wanted to stay and, and took a team discount, I think that they probably would have signed him. But Carlos Hyde right. was looking to be a starter. And I don't yep. think that necessarily Carlos Hyde was was what we what we need from our starting running back. Yeah, because to get you an idea, like you're listening to KMBR, like me, bro, and they I don't know if it was on um, uh, Paulie and what's that other guy's name, Paul? Oh, um, back. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one of them mentioned, uh, I, I guess a fan called in or something, and someone mentioned that the Niners would target uh, LeBron uh, Bell from uh, Pittsburgh. See, I think that would be – I'm sorry, uh, Le'Veon Bell in red and gold, uh, where, where do I – I will personally drive him from the airport. <laughs> that's, if Le'Veon that's, that's Bell right. wants to come to Santa Clara, I will personally – drive him from the airport to Santa Clara. No, I won't even charge him gas money. I will gladly pick him up from the airport if Le'Veon Bell will really? come in red and gold. That's, well, that's true, too. I, I don't know what the Niners are going to do. I just, you know, one of your uh, one of these fans on Facebook was saying that the Niners overpaid for the, the mechanic guy from Minnesota. Do you agree? I think that they – See, I agree with you. I think they overpaid. But, see, mm-hmm. a lot of times what, what a lot of people don't understand is it's the market. Right. And that, you know, we weren't in the only – so let's say, for example, okay, let's just say Jarek McKinnon's worth $20 million over over the same four years, right? Right. Right. So we're not the only team bidding for his services. Other teams are bidding uh-huh. for his services. So if you set the market at, let's just say, five years, five million for uh, a year for four years, and then right. well, I mean, it, 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 if you take into bidding 
or or you know when you when you go down an auction, what happens? You know, I have forty five, forty five, fifty, fifty five, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what happens. So, I think because you don't hear, and we're not privy to maybe Atlanta was willing to pay him, you know, thirty five, and that's why we had to go to forty. I mean, and and a lot of times what people don't realize is the money you really want to pay attention to when it comes to contracts is your roster, your, your signing bonuses and your roster bonuses, things like that. Because although right. his contract is four years, $40 million, you know, a lot of that's probably incentive-based. So a lot of that's based off of, you know, if he makes the Pro Bowl, if he reaches so many carries right. a year, so many touchdowns a year. I mean, a lot of it is based off of incentives. So the only thing that players are guaranteed when they sign their contract is their signing bonus. That is the only money that is guaranteed out of NFL contracts. Then Very you interesting. Have various, you have various levels. So, for example, that like uh, one of the big things about cap and the reason when cap got released and, the, and what happened with cap, not, not, right. not the Anthem stuff, I'm just strictly talking about football and contract-wise, is right. he, was owed, he was owed something like $4.5 million or something right. over the course of, uh, once uh, March first, uh, once March first, two thousand fifteen was reached, or uh, seventeen, sorry. Right, once right. March first of last year was reached, we would owe Kaepernick. It was something like four point five million dollars, and so that's right. why you see a lot of players get cut before March. Is because that's usually when the roster bonuses are 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 due. There's a lot of mm. uh, sports check. If you look up, uh, I believe it's called sports check. Dot com. Right. If you look right, at right. it, that's where I get all my contract information from. Right. And they're very good. They're very good at breaking down contracts. Like, um, for example, I know uh-huh. that. I know that, for example, Jimmy G's contract has an um, a, a basically team opt out after three years. So you might hear that Jimmy G Cool is getting paid one hundred and thirty seven and a half million dollars. Right. But a, the only part of that is guaranteed is the signing bonus, and two, you have options. You have options. For example, if they cut them by this date, they save so much. If they cut them by this date, and so what you, what you really have to do is when you look at contracts, you really have to break down exactly the roster bonuses and the, the different incentives that are in there, because you know you right. might have one hundred and thirty-seven million dollars. But I'm but pretty mean, positive Jimmy right. G. Cool is not going to be making all that $137.5 million. No, I agree with you. I agree with you there because you know more than I do on the on the contract and the incentives and all that. And I fully agree with what you're saying. And I fully agree. You know what you're talking about when because I I you're welcome because you're. You know, you're very. First of all, you're very knowledgeable. Second of all, second of all, you're my friend on Facebook, and uh, you know, and I and I got nothing but respect for you, and um, you're welcome. And I hope to meet you uh, before this year's out because I live in Tracy. Oh, you live in Tracy? Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, um, we're, we're gonna be. We got a little. Um, we're gonna have to wrap this up here pretty quickly. But uh, sure. if you ever come out to Levi Stadium this year, um, uh-huh. go ahead and message me. I uh, I will. Message me. Uh-huh. We'll meet up, and we would love to have you sure. at Empire Row. At our, our sure. Show. Let me do so you a favor. Uh, after I get off the phone, I will message you, and I'll I'll send you my number, my friend. Most definitely. So we'll, we'll get a hold of you, and we're going to go ahead and do that. So thank you for so calling in so much, Brendan. Uh, really, really you, appreciate it. Go Niners. You too. Yes, sir. God bless. Bye. All right, y'all. So I got to wrap this up because um, we – so um, 
make sure to go to patreon.com to uh, see the awesome rewards that you can do with Patreon. Um, Radio AFS has advertising packages for as little as $25 a month. Go ahead and email me at ninerfaithfulradio at gmail.com. For more details, Use the go to seatgiant.com. Use the promo code ninerfaithfulradio to save on your ticket purchases. I shall see y'all next week. Till then, peace, love, and happiness. Go Niners. and humbled by it all um, I don't you know I I think what I love about it the most is that it's connected me with 49er fans for the rest of time because I didn't realize it at the time that people would keep talking about it but they not only talk about it they pass it down through the generations just to be a part of a play the uh, magical season and a magical game and then like the exclamation point on a, on a, on a great game um, to be a part of that play that helped get our team to the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, blessed, humbled, uh, very thankful just to, uh, to be able to be in the 49ers' memories forever.